and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for list news, reviews, and interviews. What's scarier than a Ryan Murphy series that features a slew of hunky gay men playing roles they're not meant to play, a story that starts off strong and screws the pooch halfway through, and is a cult classic for its mediocrity? Nothing. That shit is a cult classic, so obviously Drag Race is about to fuck it up. In the tradition of terrible acting challenges, Rue is making her all-stars take on American Horror Story to find out who will be acting in future Drag Race-inspired crossovers. Spoiler alert, it's Kylie on the Brady Bunch. It's time to break down the latest episode of Drag Race All-Star 6. And joining me is a queen who's not in distress quite yet. It's Damsel. Hello. Hello. How are you? you How's everything? Of course. I'm I'm doing well. Um, Working a lot. uh, Working at Stonewall like five to six days a week. And then I live in the dream. Live in the dream. Um, Then I do drag on my days off. I've been competing in Polish the Queen um, almost every week. And then starting... This Friday, on Fridays and Saturdays, I will be hosting The Door in drag as Damsel at Stonewall. So That's cool. That's exciting. Exciting. Yeah, so um, it'll be good. I'll have a lot more content for my Instagram. I can finally be a social media queen because I suck <laughs> at it, but... Now, it for, for, I'm excited. for the long-time listeners of Block Talk, this isn't your first time on the show. No, it is not. No, I can't even tell you how many years ago uh, it's was, been, but. Oh, it had to have been. Three, four years? Four. Yeah, with that whole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, my co-host Sarah and I were on uh, when we started our show at Stonewall Broken Tired, a monthly show. Um, due to the mm-hmm. pandemic, it is no longer going on um and stonewall has yet to open up for weekday shows because we have a live piano bar going on upstairs right um but i'm in the talks with uh the event manager there of maybe starting some early shows on the weekends so keep your eyes peeled for that yeah time time will tell well we are here to talk about drag race all-star six I'll get your opinion on the season in a second, but I have some drag news of the week. That's a double whammy. Um, spoiler alert for people who haven't been watching Drag Race Espana. I don't know where you've been the past nine weeks, but we have a winner, and the winner is Carmen Ferrala. Um, not surprised. She fucking slayed. She is an incredible drag artist. Um, I am very happy for her. Her journey on the show was really awesome. She brought out an, a lot of incredible drag. But if you haven't watched Drag Race España, it's so good. And y'all are sleeping on it if you didn't watch it. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, were you watching Drag Race España or did I spoil the winner for you? 
You spoiled the winner for me, but it's okay. I watched the, I, I knew it was going to happen. It's the only one I haven't watched like in real time yet. Um, and it's just because of my new schedule of constantly being busy. Um, I did see the first two episodes, mm-hmm. but I have not seen the rest. I'm excited yeah, to watch it, it though. I, I think it's a good thing. season. And I, I think because World of Wonder is just throwing a thousand seasons in one single year, it got lost in the shuffle. If it had its own moment, I think it would be celebrated as one of the top tier seasons ever, but that's going to be debate for down the line when everyone finally catches up and watches it. But I was a big fan of it. So congratulations to Carmen. Yeah. One of the few queens I distinctly remember from the opening episode. Yeah. So I'm not surprised in any way. And guess what? We have more international drag race news. Um, as of today, this morning, I went in for a procedure to get an injection in my spine. I come out, look at my phone, and cast of Drag Race. Holland season two has been revealed. Uh, first off, what an incredible um, pr- uh, uh, photo shoot that they all did. Um, the color story was beautiful. The looks were incredible. Let's just hope the drag matches on the show this time, because that's really half a lot of season. Um, any standouts for you before I reveal the top three, uh, like just look wise for me? Um, I look wise. Uh, first of all, I think every single one of them looks like they can take the season. Um, yeah, they all completely. I'm, I'm gooped. I'm gagged. Uh, definitely the best photo shoot in my opinion of the entire franchise. Uh, Vanessa Van Cartier definitely stands out to me just because that's more of a my drag style. But then you have more, you mean you know, a former winner kids. of Miss Continental? Oh, I did not know that. Uh huh. Uh huh. 2019, I believe. There you go. Um, yep. Yeah. But we also have some, you know, more club kid drag with uh, Vivaldi and uh, mm-hmm. Love Masasi. I don't know if I'm saying any of these right. I think um, it is, right? I think it's a pun. Love my sissy. Oh, there you go. There you go. There it is. There it is. There you go. Um, I believe Love My Sissy is a former New York queen who moved to the Netherlands. Oh. Yeah. I, I believe that's the, the, the what I've happens. read. Yeah. Um, yeah, good good choices. I think Vanessa Van Cartier right now, like hands down, I haven't done my research beyond like the looks. She she's blowing them all out of the water. Um, the countess I'm enjoying, like that was a really sexy look. Um, and Keita Minaj, I, I'm I'm a fan of that, but I don't know if we can crown another um ketamine uh, uh pun of a queen. We just did that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very excited by this cast. Um, listeners will have a cast preview soon once i figure out who i'm going to put on it and once we get a little more information on the cast hopefully unlike last year where we had nothing but i'm excited so much drag race august 6th season two drag race holland oh boy okay break no 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 not not at all but all-star six how are you enjoying the season so far i'm i'm enjoying it i'm a little perplexed by the amount of people on the internet saying this is the best season ever. Um, 
but I am enjoying. I it. can understand it. I can understand it because the expectations were so low, like mm-hmm. low, and they're doing a lot better than they I, anyone thought they would. So that I can understand. Best season ever. I, I can't give it to them only because the cast isn't as strong overall as some of like the other All Star seasons. Like you can't compare I mean, this cast to All Stars too. Yeah, never gonna be. Um, no, so I that that's my my thing there. But I do think they're they are pushing the boundaries. And if there's gonna be one person to blame for shitty decisions on the show, it is going to be RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a, I'm I mm, I've mm, decisions the the choices, but. Yeah, it's been an interesting season, and we're going to dive into this episode. And there's there's a lot to to discuss. Are you ready to get in? I'm ready. All right. Well, it's after the elimination. Ginger is representing for the big girl. She is a winner, and it's time to figure out what's going on in the box. And well, it's a tie. Oh snap! As I speculated last week, um, what do they do about a tie? Well, they have no idea either. Ginger says that should. Um, that the bottom two should have done a lip sync for the life if they needed to sort it out, but it didn't matter. Ginger won. Her vote was the one that left. Um, Jan, only expecting one or two lip syncs, not four. She's gagged, she's miffed, and it really bothers her. What did you think about this 4-4 split? I think Jan is fucking delusional, first of all. Going into this season, um, I think like everyone else, Kylie Sonique Love was, I was so excited to see her on my screen. That being said, for whatever reason, maybe it comes from my absolute obsession with Pearl, but Scarlet is my girl. Uh, she was my choice to make it all the way. Um, so to see that she was just so so close to staying yeah. really really hurt yeah it, it's it's honestly scarlet just yeah make, it is uh, yeah it's it's very interesting um i have speculated on the podcast before that like earlier on when you had that the, the uh, first uh season 11 versus season 11 bottom four basically um there should have been an alliance made we'll discuss later on about what an alliance could be when they start discussing it but um, I get it. This is not Survivor. This is not Big Brother. This is not a competition show where you're you, just people. You're, this is a competition show where you're showcasing your talent, and that is a different kind of beast. But if you want to play the game, you've got to play the actual numbers game. No one's doing it. Um, and, yeah, I, I think Jen is not really understanding what her – persona is and that is taking her out of um the moment and is making her look really bad um i'm not going to say that it's completely the editors because the editors are definitely assisting along that narrative um but you can't get upset by four people voting for you based on what was said yeah they rue said um scarlet made her uncomfortable but rue also called you self-centered kind of the worst uh, a bad critique as well um but yeah I, I i think jan needs to tone it down just a little bit i agree um one thing in that little post 
critique meeting um, that was aired at the beginning of this episode. Did you catch when Ginger said she thought Kylie Sonique was the worst? Yeah, so let, let, let's go through what they each individually said because Trinity says she picked Jan because she had harsher critiques. Raja says she works with Scarlett and Kylie and couldn't pick them. She encourages Jan to be herself, always. And Eureka says she feels the same exact way. Jan starts to cry about bringing back some funk and she wouldn't have won the challenge if she wasn't 110%. That's just her, blah, 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 blah. Eureka attempts to explain that the challenge was asked of them to be themselves and not a character and 100% is fake. 110% is fake, Jan. Jan asks the group if she was up there the whole time and easily they all say yes. But then Kylie appreciates that none of them put their lipstick in the box, but Ginger says she almost picked her as well as she was the weakest link based on her performance, but saw the passion in her stay, in her to stay. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with Ginger on that one. I think that was Ginger trying to put everything out there so she is um, transparent. I don't know if she actually was going to eliminate Kylie. I think she was giving Kylie her opinion in front of everybody to potentially influence decisions later. You know, should there be a bottom two of Kylie and Ginger, and you're splitting hairs who you're going to vote for, well, Ginger did better than Kylie in this challenge. So there, there may be strategy. This may be me overthinking it and analyzing it as well, but I, I think Ginger wasn't correct in what she said, but she was smart in what she said. Yeah, I could see that. I, I don't, I just, I'm, I think it. I think the group is correct in that it was between Jan and Scarlett for the worst spot. They were both bizarre to watch, whereas yeah. Kylie was just quieter than she should have been. Um, and it, she did do a poor job. She deserved to be in the bottom three. Um, you know, between Scarlett and Raja talking about their mothers. Uh, and the relationship with them, and then for Kylie's only input to be, I have a dog and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> but and I again, she was she was the moderator. The worst. Yeah, no, she was the moderator, so there is a little bit of a bump there. But you can't interrupt those stories as they were discussing them. So, what did you want her to do? Um, again, as right. someone who hosts this show, there are times to speak up, and there are times to let the guest talk yes they're not they're not supposed to be their guests are all supposed to be co-hosts but then don't call them a moderator and introduce it as a trio so i understand it but i i i'm hoping that ginger was playing a little strategy there because her her um answer was a little bizarre um that being said i still think some of these votes were out all, all over all over the place kylie voting for scarlet made no sense to me akira voting for scarlet made no sense to me again if you're playing a game of numbers you these the you could have gotten rid of Jan, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Kylie has waited 11 years to come back. She doesn't want to see her name in any tray again. She's not dropping the ball. It's a new day. It's a new week. And Raj's girl, Scarlett, is gone. Oh, well. Well, she can't. She can't. She, she, she misses Scarlett. As Scarlett writes, bubbles pop, keep blowing. It's her mirror message. Is this a reference to her talent or her dream being the bubble and they just popped it? 
doesn't matter. Good metaphor either way. Good job, Scarlett. And I'm excited for your um, bubble burlesque tour to debut when it does. Still think she should have won that week, but which is why I, I still th- say that RuPaul fucked up Scarlett's journey because if Scarlett was in the top two of the times she should have been, you wouldn't have sent her home. Jam would have gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every oh, well. every season those like those storylines that are being produced, not so much behind the curtains anymore. It's becoming more and more apparent. exactly. Exactly. Five different challenges, five different winners. It's anyone's game. And that's a really cool statistic because, again, we've seen all-star seasons where it becomes a Bendel Cram, I'm winning everything until Bendel Cram, Bendel Crams herself. Um, so this is exciting as a viewer. And maybe that's where um, the people of the internet are excited about the season because it's not an obvious decision who's winning. Um, Definitely. But... I'm excited by that statistic. And obviously in this episode, we're going to have yet another winner, uh, six episodes, six winners. So that's cool. But Rue and her terrifyingly beautiful Klein Epstein Parker suit walk in and cue Jan referencing Aiden Zane with a boo because just, she just has to reference everything. God damn it. Stop. Stop. It's a lot. It's really a lot. Like, the fandom, we, we like to quote the show because we are fans of the show. Jan is a fan of the show. We don't want to watch a fan of the show be a fan of the show on the show. We want to see you be the competitor. Mm-hmm. So that's, 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 that's why I think some of the other queens are getting a little tired of, the, of Jan. But for this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be overacting in Rue American Horror Story Coven Girl. As Rue says, it's a salute to some of the best actresses alive and undead. But really, this was just yet, an- yet another Ryan Murphy jerk fest. Are you a fan of the various Ryan Murphy television programs? I have seen almost all of them. Um... Mm-hmm. I don't know if that constitutes me as a fan or if I just have some form of Stockholm syndrome. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, it's probably I, that I one. Always, <laughs> I always, I always love the first season, sometimes the first two. American Horror Story has had its hit and misses. Um, Screen Queens, the first season, is still one of my favorite things ever put on television. I don't remember anything about season two. I couldn't um, even get through it. After the second episode, I was like, this is stupid. I'm gone um mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but then you have other shows like ratchet and hollywood and and mm-hmm. feud the problem with every ryan murphy series is it starts off good and then he's like we can do so much more and he adds so many more elements to it and more characters and all these plot lines that you had building up just get forgotten and new things happen and you try oh i just can't i can't and then he puts his own political agenda in things. You're like, where's the story? What, who, are, who are you, Ryan Murphy? So I watch Ryan Murphy shows because everyone else watches Ryan Murphy shows. And I want to have mm-hmm. conversations about that. But I don't think there's ever been a single season of a Ryan Murphy show that I've finished and been like, yeah, I'm content with what I just witnessed. I'm still waiting for a fucking answer about the aliens from... Um, uh, oh. season two of American Horror Story. Can someone please explain it to me? 
I'm so I I loved I loved Coven, but every episode something major was brought up and then never discussed again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I still I have too many questions to even think of one of them that I have at this point. <laughs> right, and then once he got to the point where he can like in Free Show where he's like I got all these celebrity guest stars. Screw the main story. Let's talk about them. Why? That's my biggest issue with Ryan Murphy and. I have a feeling we'll have to have this conversation in a little bit when we discuss the actual challenge, but Rue is letting the bitches decide which, which to play because we need some drama. So let Rue let the girls hash it all out, but it is time for the weekly sponsorship as wigs and grace have provided the wigs for this week. And you can clock them all a mile away. Uh, They did an extraordinary job with these wigs. Um, Oh my God. They were so good. Even that like first glimpse at them was like, I know that's a Myrtle Snow wig. I know exactly who what that is. Um, good, good job, Wigs and Grace. Have you ever had a wig from Wigs and Grace? I have not, but um, I do know. I use the same hair as the distributor I get my hair from. Sure, it's the exact same one that Wigs and Grace uses. And people bring this up a lot because it's much, much cheaper than you get from Wigs and Grace. Exactly. But what you're buying from Wigs and Grace is not, I mean, this is good quality hair. They're smart in choosing who they're getting it from. But what you're buying from them is the immaculate styling that they can do. Exactly. Um, And one day I hope to own a unit from them. Maybe. It's time to read through the scripts and pick the parts. Eureka wants to come for my gig as the premier Kathy Bates impersonator to take on Kathy, the bearded lady model. Um, For those who have not seen my Halloween costumes from last year, I took on um, the squirrel lady from Rat Race and um, our friend from Misery. So that was fun. Everyone's like, oh my God, you can be the Kathy Bates impersonator. I was like, I don't want to, but guess what? I took home a boy the night it looked like um, Annie Wilkes from Misery. So maybe something's working there. Leah is the schoolgirl model, a.k.a. Gleek. Of course, that is going to go to Jam. Raja has asked what a Gleek is. Girls from Gleek, come on. You should know better. Um, We get a montage of eye rolls and silly music as Jan sings through the part. It's peppy and annoying. And as Pandora says, perfect for Jan. This is a lot. like I said, the editors are not helping Jan whatsoever. They are trying to make her look bad. Um, she's not helping herself out either. But have we seen someone who is such a fan favorite have this bad of a turnaround? I don't know if we have. Um. No, not on the show. Um, the only one coming to mind, the only times I think that's happened is girls have sabotaged themselves outside of the show. Gia exactly. Gunn comes exactly. to mind. Um, <laughs> but not on the show. Not like this, I don't think. Yeah, no, I feel, I fully agree. Gabby is a human voodoo doll, which Akira will take. Jessica is the supermodel of the world, a.k.a. Jessica Lang. Ginger and Kylie both want the role, and Kylie says that they want her to show more, and Ginger says it's her accent and her temperament, and she connects to it. So how do we settle this? What we do in All-Star 6, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Um, guess what? Ginger lost again. 
she's very happy that that is not an actual challenge on the show because she would be gone by now. How are you at um, Rock, Paper, Scissors? Are you, are you a professional at it? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> I've, I've read all of the like tips and tricks, but there's just no way to never, prepare never, yourself. Never. Kylie will be playing Jessica and is ready to give them some drama. Pandora wants to play Francis because it is Myrtle Snow, who then turns into Joan Crawford's ghost, a plot point which doesn't make sense, but whatever. It's two iconic parts. <laughs> who the hell was high when they wrote this? I would love the stuff you're on because it seems like a good time. It seems like a party. Trinity wants to play this part. Pandora is ready to fight for it, but Trinity decides to let Pandora have it. She will be one of the two-headed sisters, Sarah and Jay Angela, which will also be played by Raja. Um, and we'll get to those character breakdowns because that made zero sense in the context of the scene. Emma is now left to Ginger, who is a young, fashionable diva, which Ginger says no one will ever think of her as that, but that's the challenge of an acting challenge. How would you have handled it? Which part would you want, have wanted to take on? From the get-go, I would have fought tooth and nail for Emma's character. Yeah, um, that's who I would have Damsel, said for you, too. Damsel's, like, modeled after Chanel Oberlin, Madison Montgomery, all of Emma Roberts' yeah. characters in Brian Murphy's. So I, I was shocked that that was the dregs of the barrel. Um, right. Maybe that's just my point of view as a queen, but I was sitting here like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally, I totally understand. It's a hard part because if it's not written well, it could be a pain in the ass to even try to act. But if you're good at a good actor, you know the beats that need to be hit. And Ginger did that. But Kylie has entered All Stars having never taken an acting class. She has played Mary Magdalene in church, but she, it wasn't a speaking role. And may have actually been her first time in drag. Um, would love to see the photos, but I'm sure we're not getting those anytime soon. Akira has done plays in school, but she knows she can find the fun with Gabby. The secret to the sauce, as she says, is she would do what you know. She believes in ghosts, spirits, voodoo, witchcraft. She can do this. Um, are you someone who believes in all that ooky spooky stuff? I am not, but my fiance very much is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not a very spiritual person in general. That's fair, that's fair. Um, no, no ghost encounters? I don't want to, no, and I don't want to discredit anyone's uh, lived experiences. Um, yeah. I've just never lived so it's, it's that's not fair. I, 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 I am someone who appreciates it. I'm not sure I fully believe it. That being said, I fully believe someone has a fucking voodoo doll of me and is destroying my life the past seven months, which is why I can't walk and have back problems. But that's just a theory of me not trying to um, admit that I'm the problem and not someone else. So that's a different story. But God, if someone has a voodoo doll, please stop playing with it. I want to walk. God. If her energy is going to be all the way up, she's going to be Lee Michelle. Jan is ready to take on this part. And then we're going to see some little rehearsal with the twins. Angela is loud and unapologetic voodoo priestess. Sarah is mousy and speaks with a lisp. Raja has struggled with acting challenges in the past, so she knows she's going to have to work a little bit harder to develop her character. 
we watch the two of them work together and Trinity is rolling her eyes and knows it's going to be a, a struggle. But I think Trinity is a smart lady and she knows not a good idea to put your partner down in the moment because that's going to cause her to get in her head. But, oh, my God, if I were Trinity, I would have been like, bitch, do you know what you're doing? I would have given her acting tips if I were Trinity. And Trinity is terrible at acting challenges. But the alarm sounds, what could it be? It's a video chat with American Horror Story alum and all-around legend Angela Bassett. Are you a fan of Miss Angela Bassett? I screamed. I screamed with the girls. If I was in that workroom, I would have fainted. And to think, because of COVID, she probably would have been there. Mm-hmm. One day, one day she'll, mm-hmm. she'll make an appearance. The same thing with Scarlett Johansson and Anne Hathaway. They probably would have been on that judges panel, which would have been fucking amazing. But thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. It's time to ask Angela some questions. And Akira asks what the craziest thing Ryan Murphy asked her to do. She says she threw the script on the floor when she was filming Freak Show and it was described to her that she would have three titties and a dingling. Um, maybe not the best um, politically correct phrasing in this day and age, but it was funny the way she said it. Very, very funny. Um I forgot that character exists sometimes just because, again, as we discussed, Freak Show was a fucking mess and there were too many characters. Yeah. Um, Ginger shares that Tina Turner was always her diva and asks who she finds the essence, how she finds the essence of the character. And Angel says, there is only one Tina in this world. So find the sound she used or use an upward inflection or physicality as she does it all for them. But also center it on real emotions. I think Angela gave some good advice. I don't know if it was timing or what. I wish we got to hear a couple more questions um, because it is a really amazing experience to see the Queens get to talk to someone they idolize and someone they're about to take on, uh, which is why I was like, why didn't we get to hear Trinity ask a question? She's literally going to be playing Angela. What the fuck? Um. What is what what is your process as an actor when you get ready for a, a, a juicy role? Um to over to over not necessarily overact it, but to make it mine. I did theater in high school. I did musical theater. Um I'm not a singer by any means. Um but uh I always knew because of my voice, because of my mannerisms, no matter what part I was given, I'd have to make that part funny, gay. Um, For instance, I was in Kiss Me Kate as uh, the lead's assistant. Mm -hmm. So I took my lines and I saw some romantic undertones where nobody else did. And I played on that like I was in love with uh, my boss. And it went over hilariously for a role that was really comic relief yeah. um, when written. Um, and I think that's, I think Angela Bassett's advice was great advice in general, but I, I don't know if it can be applied to this. 
<laughs> you don't really have material to work with. <laughs> no, they do not. Um, no, they don't. Nope. Yeah, no, I hear you. But let's dive into jumping on the set of Room American Horror Story with directors Ross Matthews and Michelle Visage. Let's get spooky. We start off with Ginger and Eureka before we are introduced to Trinity and Raja wearing, I don't know what the fuck it was. Listen, hear me out. If you as a production team can't pull something off, do not write it in. How are you going to do conjoined twins wearing a literal piece of fabric? As Michelle Visage says, it's a piece of fabric. It's not even a reveal. Shame, shame, shame. Like, what the hell was this? A, a garbage bag. <laughs> it literally looks like a garbage bag. Oh, it was so bad. FD garbage bag. Like, later on when we get to the actual performance and, and you see um, Joan Crawford, you're like, oh my gosh, you're going to come in half. Nope, didn't happen. Did nothing, nothing. So bad. Mm -hmm. Because not even the characters wore that um, as uh, uh, um, Sarah Paulson as the twins in the show. Mm -hmm. I get, like, the black motif because the models and coven, blah, blah, blah. Nope, didn't work, didn't work. Cut it out. But what I will say is there is no cohesion between Trinity and Raja, but what's even worse is Raja's explanation of her lisp. We don't know how you came up with yours, and we don't want to know how you came up with yours. It's not a tone, it's with your tone, and Raja just cannot grasp this or say the lines correctly. Raja has created the character, they just don't get it, and it was dead on arrival. Now, I understand what they were going for with the lisp. Um, because for those who may not know or understand or realize, Sarah Paulson has a slight lisp. And that's what she's very much known for. She's an incredible actress, but that slight lisp is always there from her and it's so soft. And that's what Akira, uh, uh, Raja didn't get. Do you think she knew the reference? Or do you think she saw what was there and was like, I'm doing my own thing? I, I don't think she knew the reference. I, I, I was, I was going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say she just doesn't have the experience to successfully do it. So she decided to go an over-the-top campy rap, but I don't think she knew the reference. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't. To give I, her I, too much credit. Yeah, I I don't think she got it. Um, now now fine. If you don't watch American Horror Story, that's fine. But if you know at this point every single name of the character is based on the actor, you should know this is Sarah Paulson. And if you don't know Sarah Paulson well enough, everyone in that room probably does, and they can give you a little bit of advice. Um, so that was really really bad on um, Raja. But then Akira comes in with monotone and she's asked to give more energy. I don't see more energy, but she's trying. Um, as Ginger says, she has the ingredients to make a perfect performance, but not the measurements. We then cut to Ginger with some facial hair magic. Jan acting the womb after Ginger gave birth to her. They are the bitches with acting experience. And I love that Ross literally refers to Jan as Leah. I died like... Everyone else is discussed as the drag queen, but not Jansport. She was Leah. And you know what? I've not met Leah Michelle really besides, you know, that one time I went to the stage right after Spring Awakening. 
but they are two peas in a pod, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> Stories from uh, from everyone surrounding. <laughs> yeah, um, if you are asking yourself why Leah Michelle is in an American Horror Story spoof, I don't have an answer for you. I no. think they ran out of characters. I don't. I don't know. I don't get no, it. I think that was the first character they came up with because they wanted to give Jan something. Yeah. Oh, it was a mess. Eureka is literally playing herself. She is not taking direction. She's manic and manic and even more manic. Is she getting a pass here because she's Eureka? We'll find out later, but answer is probably yes. Kylie is starting off very dry, very passive. So Michelle decides to show us what drama is. So much so that she gets out of her chair for a fucking line reading, which is a no-no in the business. You, as a director, are not supposed to give a line reading to an actor. I think this was staged. But yeah, if they come out of their seat, it's not looking good for you. This was great edit deflection, as we'll find out later. But I really think Michelle was like, I need to have my moment and just got up there and did her thing. How, how would you have taken that 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 line that Jessica had? Um, how would I have? Done would it? you have how gone big or would to you? Both. Oh, we'll, we'll go with um, both questions. Um, I I would have gone. I wouldn't have gone big like Michelle did. I would have yeah. stayed true to Jessica Lange's style and delivered it softly with inflection. You know, Jessica yes. Lange has that very, um, she can say the most dramatic, she can yell without raising her voice. Yeah, she, she has a sharp is. tongue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. But that's why I think Michelle was just there to make a moment for herself because she's getting paid to do something, I right? handed her my wig and said, you want to play this? Go ahead. <laughs> right? But we get to see I'll one last judge. take from Kylie. Yeah, and apparently she nails it. Is it big enough? We'll find out in the final cut. It is elimination day. Kylie doesn't feel comfortable screaming and yelling, but she hopes it turned out well. She had to calm herself down during her sleep because... She is so nervous, and the more takes made her feel more insecure, which I completely understand, especially if you're not an actor and you continue to be told, do it again, do it again. Of course, the first thing in your mind is, I'm not doing it right. Not always true. It's variety is the spice of life. Raja felt good during the run-throughs, but getting on set, getting critiqued, she felt, well, she felt down. Kylie says, don't be down on herself, and she's not. She's not in her head. She's not down herself. She's now just being misdefensive because that's the old Raja we know and don't love. Trinity and Eureka have a bromance, but Trinity is like Brooklyn Heights and Vanjie aren't going to be the only open, only relationship on Drag Race. Good for you, Trinity. You know how to get screen time because no one is buying that. No one. No one. If you are buying it, we've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. 
Why? Why? Why are we forced to watch that? I hate Eureka. Some weird things with Eureka. Uh, I remember the first episode when multiple people said that Eureka was the trade of the season, which ignoring the whole fact that no one knows what trade means. I was just, I don't know. If Are you the trade of the season? Positivity thing going. Probably. I think Akira, hands down, is the trade of the season. I think okay, everyone's okay. delusional who didn't say Akira, but I think it's still that's... Miss Scarlet Envy. But that's that's we know my oh, type here, uh, so we're, we're very aware. <laughs> yes, I actually had this exact conversation with my fiance. Is if I could choose, yes, Scarlet is beautiful. Is a beautiful woman in and out of track. <laughs> Listen, we have had three different Scarlets on the Drag Race franchises. Two out of three are quite beautiful. Even though one of them is problematic. The rumor of a fourth Scarlet coming to UK3, I will, I'm just going to say it right now. I'm go, that Scarlet is the most beautiful person in the history of Drag Race. I am so excited to stand Scarlet Harlot. But we're not there yet. We we have what? We have until like what? October before they give us that season. I need a break. I need a break. I need a break. Yes. So as we discussed earlier about witchcraft and everything, they're going to start discussing witchcraft. But no, they're not going to be calling in demons or ghosts. Akira, though, has a crazy passion for funeral homes and wants for one for herself. Last week, we learned she lived her life as a trans woman for a period of time. Now she's revealing that she wanted a funeral home. What? Have you ever met anyone with a desire for a funeral home? Did you know that Playhouse Boots and Saddles used to be a funeral home? That's why Everything Boots and makes more sense now. Issue. Yeah, they, the reason they had a smell issue was because of the formaldehyde in the pipes. Oh, no, yeah. that makes all the sense now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my God. Wow. Well, Akira tells us this crazy information. Um, she says she kills bitches on stage. Why not bury them? She wants to send them off on their way, like Sleeping Beauty, not like the Crypt Keeper. I appreciate that. I understand that. But I've literally never heard anyone vocalize be like, that's my life aspiration to own a funeral home. Believe me, now hearing that information about Playhouse, I wish uh, someone was mm-hmm. put in a casket the other day who was at that venue. Not naming names, but fuck you, motherfucker. Anyway, anyway. Do you have a secret desire that is as crazy as desiring a funeral home? No, yeah. you're normal. You don't have anything crazy. <laughs> I think I, I I do want to be turned into a diamond when I'm dead. Okay, okay, okay. That's crazy. Yeah, I want I want to be cremated and put into a a ring, and I want the ring to have an inscription that says I finally am what I always knew I was. Okay, you know what? That is maybe one of the coolest things I've ever heard. I'm here for it. Good job. Thank you. Love that. Okay, Thank I you. love that. I don't that's, think that's anyone really in my cool. life will. <laughs> Listen, if no one wants you, I will take you. Put put yourself on a ring. I'll take it. I know. I don't know how to like legally force people to do that because none, <laughs> no one I know will actually follow through. 
and I'll be dead. So, <laughs> I mean, if you put it in your will, someone I'll, has to follow through, right? I'm writing your name down. It's like the thank you. The I thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. So Trinity tells us that she had an ex-boyfriend who was a white witch. He put a hex on her so no one else can have her. And Eureka almost falls out of her chair. The spirits got her. This was a cute segment. We love to see the queens have a little fun because not every mirror talk has to be dramatic. Um, And let's be honest, we've already had the most dramatic bits out of the queen that's getting eliminated this episode. So let's have a little fun. Ready to get to the runway? Rue is ready for her own gothic disco in a giant fro and a little black dress. Michelle is joined by Ross and American Horror Story and pregnant lady Emma Roberts. Look at the cohesion that producers did for this episode. Let's do it more often, please. God, I love when they do this. When an episode makes sense from top to bottom. Obviously, you're a fan of Miss Emma Roberts. Okay, here's my thing. Um, are we just forgetting that she abused her boyfriend and got arrested for it? Yeah, of course we are. Like, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the characters that Ryan Murphy has written for her. Her as a person, I'm shocked that they let her on screen. I mean, I'm not yeah, that shocked. She, I'm not surprised. I mean, but she I'm like, comes from... She comes from Robert's royalty. She's fine. She's good. Right. When 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 your anyway, aunt is yeah. uh, one of the greatest actresses of the generation, you're fine. You can you can get away with murder, probably. I yeah. It's true. Well, we're she gonna do things did. a little backward. <laughs> she almost did. We <laughs> we're gonna do things a little backwards. Uh, we're gonna s- discuss Room American Horror Story and then do the runway. That way, we can talk about the critiques and everything as a whole. So. Let's discuss True American Horror Story Coven Girl. Um, we set our scene in the Coven Girl modeling agency in New Orleans, a spoof of the Coven location of American Horror Story season three, which feels like decades ago at this point. Eureka as Kathy from Freak Show is already there as Ginger's Emma comes in, nailing the character from start and bringing a bit of, as we discussed before, Chanel Oberlin from Screen Queens into the mix. Um, whether it was written that way or that was Ginger taking on the character to bring all of Emma Roberts's characters into it, it was a very, very good, smart choice on her part. Mm-hmm. Eureka saying or screaming, I'm your biggest fan, is what m- nightmares are made of. Um, please, no one ever send me that um, clip because I, why didn't she get it? What was so hard about saying that line? That biggest fan! Yeah. What what is so hard about that line? <laughs> then we have Trinity and Raja as the twins having zero chemistry. Trinity tries, but Raja is in her own scene. Now here, let's discuss the characters. I understand the desire to bring Angela Bassett and Sarah Paulson into this scene, but this was a setup for failure as there is just no cohesion of the characters. Mm-hmm. I mean... I would really, really have to do my research to be like Angela Bassett and Sarah Paulson played connecting characters on any of the American Horror Story series, period. Do they really ever interact that much on the show? No, I don't. I, I think the most was, um, let's see, she, Angela Bassett was brought on for Coven. Right. 
and yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't Vince, know. Vince, you that character in. Um, I think so. For me personally, and I know this may be a little more problematic. If you're going to make an Angela Bassett conjoined twin, and I know it's not the right combo because Sarah Paulson's want to play the conjoined twin. You put Gabby with Angela because they both live in the same voodoo world. Right. Dramaturgically right. speaking. Look at me talking dramaturgically about a fucking RuPaul's Drag Race acting challenge. God damn it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just don't think they picked the right character for Sarah Paulson. I, I get why it's funny no. to do a conjoined twin, but how many incredible characters has she had? Why this mm -hmm. one? And if we are going to pull mm -hmm. from other franchises, yes, at the date of this filming, we didn't have Ratched. Put Ratched here. This would that would have been great. Have her be the mm. the 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 latecomer of the bit. Um, so I really mm. think they fucked over these whoever was going to play these two characters because there just was not going to be cohesion, no matter what. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, cause even dot and what's her face, like they were polar opposites as the conjoined twins, but they were still the same. So I hate right. that I'm critiquing this fucking writing as hard as I am. God damn it. RuPaul's Dragus, you got me going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Akira, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I just, I, I, I'm obviously not the only one thing these acting challenges have got to stop <laughs> i have my I hot take at the end every season. I, ha I have my okay. hot take at the end of that one but akiria as gabby enters and she is immediately overshadowed by jans leah who seconds later runs in again why is a leak on the show whatever but i just love that writing calls jan's character to be pitch calls her character pitchy and sings too loud like that was an attack on jan and jan still doesn't understand that was was written for her mm -hmm. um funny delusion is, is is real sometimes but she did well she did very very well and you can't falter for it as ginger says as akira said know what you know play what you play that being said eureka playing herself was just bad because it's just didn't care about any dimensionality. If you told me this was the same demon character from um, the Hustler Challenge, I would have said, okay, I believe it. Kylie's Jessica and Pandora's Francis Center. And you know what? They both capture the spirit of their counterparts with their looks. Like Kylie was a dead ringer for Jessica Lang. Yeah. Yeah, it was the first thing I wrote right when this started. I said, holy shit, Sonique looks just like her. Like, if you wanted to cast a young Jessica Lange in something, this is it. I don't know if she did a different paint or if they just have a very similar facial structure. And the wig, again, wigs and grace, excellent job. The wig was phenomenal. It was iconic. It was perfect. Um, so even, even if... Kylie didn't act well, she still was going to do well because she embodied the character so well. But if you want to talk about perfect embodiment, why are they sleeping on Pandora box? Pandora brought the right amount of camp to this part. Myrtle Snow is iconic for being Myrtle Snow and Frances is, is, is brilliant. She's a brilliant actress and, I, and Pandora did it and brought it to 
a campy level. What are we missing? What are they missing? What are we not seeing? Pandora was the one I was excited most to see on my screen again. And she's not on my screen again. <laughs> and I yeah. will never forgive the producers for that. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's upsetting because we're going to get to a point as when we discuss Untucked where she's going to say the exact same thing I said about Scarlet and it happens to Scarlet. I'm, I, I feel bad for Pandora if she gets eliminated because she never got the due she deserved from Room this season. Like, why cast her if she's not bringing you a storyline you want? Because she doesn't have a storyline. Like, why are we doing it? But that's a different conversation. We get a reveal that they are all witches. And I think it could have been bigger. They all could have gone a little bigger, campier, but they didn't. Um, Akira was just so stuck in the attitude that she didn't know how to be bitchy with an attitude and energy. I will say one of my favorite lines that they wrote was the only queen I bow down to is Adina Menzel. Like that was hilarious. That was funny. Very meta because those who watch Glee know that Leah Michelle, her mom was played by Adina Menzel in the show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. God, could you imagine, could you imagine a world where Glee still existed and we got the Glee version of Lil Nas X? And WAP. Do you imagine that? Think about what if Glee was doing this. Oh my God, what a world we would live in. The amount of drag queens who would be performing it. After just shutting them down. Wow. Wow. Okay. Kylie's overacting moment was good, but not as good as as I thought it was going to be. I feel like if you put the first take next to what we got, it was kind of the same but wasn't as overpowering as I was hoping it to be. But the witch battle is when, for me, the scene fell into the Ryan Murphy trap of screwing the pooch and going off the rails of, let's do whatever we want. What was the point? Now, if you want to say like it's a lip sync battle tied into RuPaul's Drag Race, fine, I can see it. I understand like the battle part of it. It just was poorly executed i think so we first have emma versus kathy which was silly because emma's character um can make you pose um ginger really nailed the campiness of it but come on the bend and snap that was good good writing there that was very very funny thank you for giving me some legally blonde but then like kathy's character has the ability to put facial hair on you what what then sarah and angela um are pussy starter fire starters um so they set francis aflame and again good writing here like one-liners the mariah paris balenciaga bit that was fucking hilarious and pandora nailed it it was so well done gabby versus leah was funny because the power to annoy through song was spot on because that's what Jan does and then the voodoo power from Akira just needed to be a lot bigger she just didn't didn't yeah. get it so like was she not being directed that way or is she directed that way and it didn't read well um, so there's the question do you think Ross and Michelle set Akira up for failure 100% they 
they tried so hard with some of the other girls to get them to do better. And with the carryout, they just it, it was clear they just gave up after giving one critique. They're one and done. Yeah. And said, we tried. Yeah, it, it it just it didn't make sense to me because yeah, the character is very difficult. And I know Akira has given us attitude um before, but this was just not what they were asking for for her, and it just didn't resonate. But I will say Jan's death was hilarious because who doesn't want to choke her out sometimes? <laughs> Kidding! <laughs> Kidding jokes. Pandora returning as Joan Crawford. Odd, not as obvious because Duel has been off the air for how many fucking years now? Um, but the velvet hanger bit, very, very funny because at, before they even said the line, is like, those aren't wire hangers! Right. And then I was like, oh, okay, I, wrote it I down. get where you're going here. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, fine, yeah. you got me. That was, that was the punchline. Thank you. But here's, again, another moment where I was like, this is definitely Ryan Murphy, where you just throw in a, a, a celebrity and things are going to be better. Not only do we get a scene where we're going to reference other Ryan Murphy shows, it leads to RuPaul and a gimp dancing. First question, was RuPaul and the gimp there or was it that CGI? <laughs> do they get to film with Ru? What were they doing? What were they thinking? I that I it just uh, I yeah I just I'm, every time Rue inserts herself into anything, it's just so cringe. Yeah. Like you. <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, it was a lot. Rue behind the judges' table and just. I want her to stay there. Exactly. Here's my hot take. I'm not saying retire the acting challenges completely. What I will say is they need to find better writers. And I've said this for many, many yep. years. Yep. I'm available. I can write. I can write parody. I'm very good at writing parody. Hire me, kids. I'll do it. I think it's the writers caught up in their own world and trying to be yep. self-referential and... Like, this challenge is unfortunately dated. Like, this should have been on season nine. Like, when they did um, Rukoko's Empire in season eight, that actually tied into Empire during the time. This this mm-hmm. is too late for this. Um, because, mm-hmm. again, if you're going to do American Horror Story, there's not a recent season that would have fit. Coven is the one to do, mm-hmm. but it feels so dated. Um, so I really think there just needs to be a reevaluation of the acting challenge um, because we've seen it throughout all the franchises. Uh, obviously, you haven't finished um, Espana, but when they do the acting challenge, yeah, they're, they're, the, the thing they're parodying is an older show, but it's an older show that is in Spain still referenced all the time. Yeah, this is referenced in queer culture, but just doesn't hit the same as other things that could have worked. I really think it needs a new writing team. Where do you stand? Do you want to just retire the acting challenges, bring something else in? Where, where do you go? I think acting is a very important skill for drag. Uh, Absolutely. Especially depending, especially depending on the kind of... I, I'm, not a, I'm not a dancer by any means. I'm not going to be throwing tricks at my shows. What I'm going to be doing is giving you face 
and giving you emotion and acting through the song. So I, I think acting is, a lot of people say, oh, you why are they making these girls act? They don't need to act, but they do. Um, but nobody, regardless of how good of an actor, can succeed if they don't have the material to work with. Um, right. And it's just, I, I mean, Ginger, for instance, is absolutely incredible. One of the best actresses, in my opinion, that's ever been on the show. Yep. And her performance for this was meh, because uh, again, the character she got is my favorite character Ryan Murphy's ever written. And it was yeah. meh. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think it is comes on the material. If anyone else played that part, it, they probably would go home because they're right. They didn't do anything. Ginger at least was able to, as we'll talk about, find the camera, know the beats, know how to make it work. Jan, the same thing. Pandora, the same thing. And that's why you have someone like Akiria and Raja struggling because they're not trained actors. I'm not saying you have to go to a conservatory program for four years and get a BFA. No, go to an improv class, go to an acting class, get an acting mm -hmm. coach, get material, learn the nuances of creating a character. And that's what is, I think, essential to a drag artist, period. The reality is you're playing a character. There has to be mm -hmm. some separation between drag artist and the person portraying the drag character. There needs to be mm -hmm. a separation. Otherwise, things get a little messy. Um, but I, I think that's a, the, one of the skills that, the, that you... You need to know how to sew when you go down Drag Race. You need to know how to play a Snatch Game character. We're getting to the point. Mm -hmm. You need to know how to act. Yeah. And I'm not saying all drag queens need to be actors. But when Drag Race has gotten to the point where it is becoming mainstream and an opportunity like Dragging the Classics, the Brady Bunch, is offered and you pull from your resources of Drag Race queens... They have to be good at what they do. You, that's right. what you should strive for. I don't know if you watched it. It was hard to watch. I wish I was fucking high okay. watching it. But you have someone like, like Bianca who did great because Bianca knows how to act. If you told me Kylie is potentially going to win this season based on that performance, it would have been like, hell no. It's terrible. But that's the thing. When you also have Ben de la Creme, playing one of the Brady boys and it's fucking hilarious. You need to know how to act for other opportunities, not just for the show. So Queens on future seasons, I just start now, start now. If you have any aspiration, if you can't have afford it, find someone connected to theater who can at least give you some tips, read a script mm -hmm. with them. It, it, it's a skill set that I highly encourage and i really 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 mm -hmm. don't want to lose these challenges because at the end of the day the history of drag is a lot of men playing female roles in greek theater and all that stuff it's part of what this is so let's not throw it away let's fine-tune it i agree and i'm also I, I i'm not shocked by the regular seasons when queens come in still not knowing how to sew Absolutely. i don't know how to sew before I audition for the show, I am going to have someone teach me how to sew. 
Exactly. But I understand the queens are just excited. They want to be on. They want their face on TV. So they don't bother to do it. For all stars, I cannot imagine coming back on the show again and not trying to improve what fucked you over on your season before. Jiggly. Right. I agree. Right. I agree. What kind of mindset are you in? Yeah. To, uh, yeah. And again, like, and then Trinity, they is, Trinity should be so thankful that Akira and Raja bombed as bad as they did because she didn't even really improve either. At least her face was to the camera because Raja made her face the camera because she was a conjoined twin. But yeah, yeah, it was a mess. That's all I have to say on the acting challenge. Anything else you want to say before we move to the runway? Nope, you hit all the right points. Oh, great. Okay. Eureka can't stop fucking looking directly into the camera. What did you notice that? Oh, Every fully. line she delivered was straight to the camera, like mm-hmm. completely breaking the fourth wall. Anyway, that's yes. Other than that, yes, we hit everything. Because <laughs> she she thinks we are her scene partner, not the people on stage. But all right, category is oh my goth. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Walking Dead or Spirited Away. Like what I did there for a little some like spooky ooky things in there, references pop culture. I couldn't think of any good goth puns. So this is the best we're going to get, friends. All right, let's do it. Starting off with Ginger Minge. This is Hair by Wigs and Grace. Jewels by Rocks by Cox. Look by Gidget Galore. I think this is very costumey, but but done very well. I love that she is taking on the Victorian girl with the voodoo doll. The fit is exceptional. The hair is stunning. She's giving you a classic ginger face, but it works because she already has a very theatricalized beat i think the lace really brings out the gothic level the single jewel on the collar is spot on this was a risky category for ginger but she did exceptionally well how did you feel i i want to preface before i say anything that i had a goth emo scene phase <laughs> i'm knowledgeable about goth mm-hmm. um so that's where i'm coming at this from my point of view and experience uh i think ginger did fine i think it yeah. was a cute look i don't think it was goth enough for me but i see think and that's that's fair in how she approached it i uh, so I've uh, obviously I've helped a queen get ready for the show. I've seen the things that they're sent and then see the show and be like, that's not what you told them. Right. I, right. If, if, if you told me that we this saw that, theme last that week was with the run too. Exactly. If you told me last uh, this week that the theme that they were given was on the card said Gothic, then this entire runway makes more sense. I think they went for the pun with, Oh my goth, but I think it was supposed to be a Gothic. Because goth, you you would see I like right. the emo, e- emo girl from the mall at Spencer's. That's what we would have gotten eight times. We didn't get that at all. Right. Um, so I that's my theory on it, which is why I'm a little lenient on some of these looks. Okay. But okay. Um, that that's my theory based on what we were presented. Because some of them was like not really goth in the traditional I agree. way. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not defending everybody, just pointing out production likes to fuck us over sometimes. Very true. Very true. But you were saying you thought it was it was just a fine look, which I can accept as well. It was fine. 
Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was good for ginger. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Definitely better than some of the other. Yeah. Ross loved her in the American horror story because she knew that a close up moment meant that cameras would be on her and she stole the scene. Emma says that she felt she arrived as Madison, that her physical comedy was amazing. Michelle thinks her runway is campy, kitschy and gingery. I will give this look a walking dead. She was, yes, yes, um, yes, it was a good look. It was a good look. I think this was a great, great week for Ginger. And when we talk about who actually won, we'll, we'll come back to this. Yeah. So you're giving a walking dead? Yes. That's a two. All right. Yeah. The equivalent okay. of. The audience, 76% Walking Dead, 24% Spirited Away. Next up, Eureka. Look by Patrick Howell. Wig, hair by Wigs and Grace. Jewels by Rocks by Cox. Nails by Nails by Glamazon. There are just some artists I cannot click with. Eureka is one of them. I admire her confidence, but at some point, bad taste will catch up with you. This is the end for me. This is like Vampire meets Bride of Frankenstein wearing negligees. A pleather corset does not make off. I absolutely loathe that the skirt is sheer. The lighting on the main stage helps her, but when you look at her photo on Instagram, you can see right through it, and what is underneath is pathetic in my eyes. Yes. There's my, I, I'm just over Eureka. I was never on her, was never Team Eureka season uh, nine, never Team Eureka season 10. I, I can't support what's happening on this show because it is really affecting everybody else's placement. Mm-hmm. yeah how did you feel <laughs> yeah um for the look uh, meh. <laughs> um i don't yeah. I, I don't think it was offensive um i don't think it was good it was a very uh shallow uninspired and unresearched look um you know it, it's like the first thing that popped into her mind when she heard goth or gothic and she went with it yeah i agree didn't emma care. loves her um, energy yeah. thinks she, oh go ahead continue continue no what else did you have to say okay well emma thinks uh, loves her energy and thinks she's present michelle loves the runway and gothifying it up she says she's not afraid to go for it but it was stuck at one note ross says it was exciting but repetitive ruth says you can say the same exact line a hundred different ways. I will give this a spirited away because I just don't like it. Agreed. Spirited Audience, away. Um, very much in the middle. 53% Walking Dead, 47% Spirited Away. So I, I, I'm, I can buy that, but at some point I can't buy Eureka anymore. It's, Trinity it's K. Huge... Monet. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it, it, the look itself, it's its not huge boot. It's not huge toot. It's very much yeah, it, it's in the middle. middle of the road. I can see people going either way with that. Yeah. All right. Trinity K. Bonet, look by House of Chappelle. Tool feathers and sequins, oh my. I, once again, really don't get goth or gothic from this, aside from the black color. But mm -hmm. if this was a repurposed gown she had in her closet that she pulled out for this challenge, I wouldn't be surprised. I think the hat is a lot of fun and is necessary for this category. Uh, her beat is spooky. It's, for me, not my favorite, but it's not a miss. It's very, very safe. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, she's, I mean, she's, she's a gorgeous queen and she's always going to be gorgeous. I think overall, I personally, I, I love goth. I love emo. I love, I love the whole culture and aesthetic. And it seems like these girls really went all out for certain looks and for almost every girl, this was kind of that one where they're like, I'm going to save my money. I'm going to grab something black I have and I'm going to put it on. Yep. That's, that's Which exactly is unfortunate because I, I think this could have been a fantastic runway. Maybe this is your time to do a redemption and make your own gothic look, goth look. Put together something fun for, for a show. Um, again, it's not my favorite. It's not a miss. It's very safe. I will lean it over to a Walking Dead, but it's just barely there. Boot. Not Spirited boot away? Her, but boot. Spirited away um, for what the category is. I think That's she fair. looks good, but I don't think it audience, meets the criteria. The audience loved it. 83% Walking Dead, 17% Spirited Away. <laughs> I know, shocking. All right, Raja O'Hara, look by Raja O'Hara. Um, and she's wearing pants again. Again. She's wearing pants again. I think this is a stunning look, but aside from the color, I'm not seeing God. Oh. I absolutely love that she is wearing a straight human hair purple unit because she looks fucking expensive the way that hair is flowing freely. The lace is giving you a bit of the gothic vibe, but it feels like stuff we've seen from her before. Um, if she wants the crown, I need a lot more versatility from her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was very much a Raja look. I think she's another one who her face is gorgeous. I actually love, love, love this look. Um, I mm -hmm. think it was one of the most successful ones because this hit more on what goth is and it sounds sure. weird but what these girls were missing in goth was the color there is color i think that purple wig was a genius idea i wish mm -hmm. somebody had done a pink goth you know yeah I, I think she got closest to goth but make it fashion instead of mm -hmm. just wearing black or just wearing a costume or but yeah, like goth, you said but yeah, yeah. this this top is the same top from her numerous tree looks yeah. And it's the same pant. And she's yeah. done this before. She's succeeded in my eye, but it's it's not shocking. I agree. Rue says she looks beautiful. Michelle says her look is goth and beautiful and classically gorgeous. Her vocal choice wasn't sitting well with them, so she would didn't she wouldn't so when she got direction, she needs to listen. Emma says there was an endearing parts and thought she and Trinity had chemistry. So she was clearly on something. And Ross said her idea wasn't working and her vision and notes were fighting each other. I will give this a very soft Walking Dead because, yes, if this was the first pant look we had seen from her, I'd be like, oh, my God, it's amazing. But it's repetitive at this point. So it's unfortunate this category came this moment. But, yeah, Walking Dead for me. Yeah, Walking Dead for me. Um and again, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. It's just unfortunate that we've seen this exact outfit from her multiple times. Audience is getting Raja fatigue as well. 56% walking dead, 44% spirited away. All right, Akira C. Davenport, no designers listed. Oh, wow, this was a moment. To realize that this is the look that she'll be leaving in is a travesty in my eyes. 
Um, let's start with the thigh high boots. Incredible. The sharpness of the material makes her look like she got spikes all over and it gives her so much dimensionality. Her beat is classic Akira, but adding just some darker tones really, really captures a gothic mood. I think the, the headpiece is strong. It's not sacrilegious, but it, it is going to save you from a trip with the devil. I thought this was really, really amazing look from Akira. Akira may not know acting, may not know comedy, but this bitch knows drag. And yep. she consistently gives you drag. Um, I saw her in person, fun story. I was on my way to work and the road in front of Stonewall was blocked off. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, wait, that's Scarlet. And I was like, that's Jan. Are the New York Queens here? Then I saw Silky stealing drinks from tables outside of Stonewall. <laughs> they were doing a press tour right outside of Stonewall. And it was great because I got to see them all in person. And Akira, my point with this is Akira looks just like she looks on TV. This girl knows how to paint. She knows how to dress herself. Yep. Um, she's perfect in every way except for what matters for the show. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I, 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 she's incredible. I got, I got to interview her incredible. very briefly yeah. at DragCon, um, what, 2019, I guess was the last one. Oh, my God. <sighs> Can we bring it back, please? I miss it. Um, but yeah, I, I think she's just sensational. Um, Ross says she's so gorgeous and how intricate and delicate and sharp. He thinks she had a couple good moments, but she was monotone. Michelle says there is so much comedy and deadpan. And if you can nail it, you have to think of your intention always. Rue says there were nuances to the character that were undeveloped. I think this for me was probably uh, maybe one or two best look of the week, and I will give it a Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, it's a little Spirit Halloween store interpretation of Goth for me, but she looks gorgeous. It's a Walking Dead. Audience, 94% Walking Dead, 6% Spirited Away. They loved it. All right, next up, we got Jan, look by Casey Slater, hair by Wigs by Golgi. I think she's going for Antichrist High School Chick. I love that she is pushing herself out of her comfort zone with this look, especially when it comes to the makeup. It's a very understated look when you look at all the pieces individually, but when you add them together, for me, it's very strong and very cohesive. It is a bodysuit with a skirt, but it does kind of scream goth to me in what the um, media Hollywood version of goth would be. Mm -hmm. I... I I think it's a very successful look. The styling, the dress, the uh, armor, wires, the hair, the armor. I think every part of it is very successful. I think Jan herself had less than 0% input on any of this. Um, I think this is uh, one of those instances of are they a creative queen or are they a mannequin? Okay, that's I, fair. I, I mean, I have no reason. I have no reason for saying that, but that's what. No, maybe I, I, I completely it is such a departure for her. Um, I completely understand. Um, because because again, like I I love when you credit your um design team, and she credits literally everyone who helps her on her journey, which I think is extraordinary. And thank you, Jan, for mm -hmm. acknowledging that it takes a village to make a queen. 
Um, but she, yes, there are a lot of creative consultants when she does create her looks. Um, not a bad thing, but to your point, at, there, there, you should be able to see the queen within the look. Like last week, that was absolutely Jan. I, I see Jan through that look. This week it's a little harder. And in a whole scope of a show, that's okay because there are going to be weeks where you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone and rely on other people to assist you. This was definitely that week. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter what, it was successful. It was a good look. Yeah. Michelle says her runway is on the costume end, but just enough to be glamorous. She says she was born to play this role. Ross says she did great. It was every skill set she had. He hated giving her those critiques last week, but she hit the sweet spot. Emma agrees about the sweet spot and loves her singing and wanted to hear more. I love this look. It's a Walking Dead for me. Walking Dead. Audience, 87% Walking Dead, 13% Spirited Away. All right, we got Kylie Sonique Love. Look by B. Kala once again. I'm wondering if this is just going to be a B. Kala showcase all season. Hair by Wigs by Hassoon. It's not typical goth, but for Kylie, I guess it is. Um, seeing her with a very pale white face with a heavy red lip and a sunning black wig is a transformation I didn't know I needed out of her. The garment itself is quite sexy, sexy, provocative. She can call the devil out of me, like, take my soul, I'll give it to you. Put her in one of those vampire movies, I would buy it. It's all about interpretation. She's going out of her comfort zone while staying true to herself. Um, but I will say, as you alluded to before, the introduction of red in the garment was the right choice. It gives it depth and it is the right amount of color for the look. Yeah, first thing when she stepped out on the stage, <clears throat> I'm a Scooby-Doo fanatic. Um, <laughs> my drag name partially comes from the live action Scooby-Doo movie when Daphne, by far the best character, uh kicks that guy down like the well and she's like who's the damsel in distress now and you know there should be a bitch on the end of that but like it's a kid's yeah. show so they couldn't put it um all that <laughs> is to say that when she stepped out i don't know if you know scooby-doo but thorn from the hex girls the lead singer of the hex girls from scooby-doo this is giving me the sex shop version of it mm -hmm. i loved it i lived for it i loved that red um the pop of color is exactly what was missing for most of these outfits um because goth's not devoid of color um right. yeah I, I love this one michelle loves the subtle way she slipped in the new fishnets underneath there was so much more to be unleashed but they got there and it ended up really great ross says she got there herself rue was captivated by her energy and it had the star qualities that she could not take her eyes off of her. Very interesting critiques because I'm not sure I fully agreed with them. We'll get to that later. Um, but this look is definitely a Walking Dead. Very, very good. Audience, 85% Walking Dead, 15% Spirited Away. And finally, Pandora Box, look by Tony Ignaguez, hair by wigs on a dime, jewels by Amped Accessories, headpiece by Pandora Box. This is a strong moment for Pandora and should be celebrated much more than it was. It's costumey yet extraordinary. 
Her beat is perfect for a Black Widow with mascara running. The headpiece is the right time period and still captures the camp Pandora is used to serving. And again, the hint of the dark green in the dress was a brilliant touch. It's still all dark, but gives us dimensions through the color. Red hair, absolutely the right pick. I'm going to say this is the best look from Pandora all season. I 100%. I think it's one of the best looks on the runway too. And I didn't know I needed to see her in a such a dark blood lip. Yeah. But I, I don't want to see her in anything else ever again. She looks incredible. Um, and this is an instance of, yeah, it, it may be a little costumey. It may not be mm-hmm. exactly goth, but it's it not is fashion. quintessential yeah. Pandora does goth, which is what exactly. I think we're missing from Jan um, and some of the other girls. Uh, this was a thought out look. She went to a designer, gave him her ideas or her, them, their ideas, and it, it was executed beautifully. And I still see Pandora in it, which is yep. what I love. I agree. This was, this was really, really, really cool. I would absolutely give it a Walking Dead. Dead. Audience, 76% Walking Dead, 24% Spirited Away. So overall, a pretty good week for the girls. Every, uh, the audience really liked everything. Yeah. I, there wasn't anything offensive. You know, I nothing, agree. I agree. nothing was bad. It was yeah. just, there was little, only little bits of like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Well, Rue has decided that Pandora and Trinity are safe, leaving Eureka, Ginger, Jan, Kylie, Akira, and Raja as the tops of the bottom of the week, with Kylie being, being the winner and winning a seven-night vacation at a luxury villa in Italy, courtesy of my gay getaway. Ginger, Jan, Eureka are safe, leaving Akira and Raja as the bottom two. How do you feel about those results? Because I have some feelings. I was so excited to see Kylie's Sonique Love on my screen again. I love her in the Christmas special. I am so happy for her. I am rooting for her. Um, I'm I think she was middle of the pack in the acting challenge. Um, I don't see how she won. I don't see how Pandora is safe. I agree. Uh, I think Eureka should have been given harsher, but we know they love her. So, of course, they're not going to. Um, I think I think Pandora and Ginger should have vibe for the top spot. Um, That's where I'm at as well. Um, I know that there is a lot of shaking up that happens, whether it's a bottom two, bottom three, bottom four, bottom team, top t- what whatever. It changes every week. Um, I don't think it's set in stone. Um, I am worried for Pandora moving forward because this is yet another safe when she could have been given a top spot. Um, I know that we were saved a lot of the critiques from Eureka because I feel like she should have gotten harsher critiques. In my opinion, her lipstick should have been included, especially if we're going to split hairs later on and discuss that um, Ginger and Jan had uh, lipstick performances when they did very well in the group performance. It's unfortunate that this is how the game is played and track record plays such a big part in it. And I'm not happy about 
predicting the future because I think Eureka's going to go further than Pandora, and that's bullshit. So I probably would have given the win this week. I would have given it to Ginger slightly over Pandora because she had less to do. But Pandora should have been in the top with Jan and Ginger. I don't know what else they're looking for. Yeah. Um, I think, unfortunately, they're not only sidelining Pandora in the edit they give us, they're also... It's 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 bizarre. It's like they yeah. they're trying to give Pandora the least amount of stuff to do. Yeah, um, and I'll admit she's not she's not the best confessional. She's not the best talking head. She's not the best drama giver. I understand why she's not getting as much screen time as these girls who know how to be on TV. Um, but I think it's just really unfortunate how they're trying to gloss over Pandora's talent. I agree. Well, this is Kylie, her first win. Maybe she is the supreme supermodel of the world. It is her first time winning anything on Drag Race. Uh, Trinity is moving on from Eureka. Hey, Kylie, what's up? Um, hope there's no HR department at Drag Race because, oh, God, who knows what happens there. Eureka is a jealous bitch and will bust the windshield and slash some tires, so watch out, Kylie. If she's not going to be happy about this new romance, but Raja thinks it is hard to be in the bottom, but it is even more hard to be so with Akira once again, like they were in season 11. I know that I'm not the best at recalling everything that happens on every season of Drag Race because it does feel like season 11 was 105 years ago based on like, you know, the 70 seasons we've had in between. Um, but yeah, this is one of those moments again where do we have this bottom two for plot or because they were the bottom two? You know, yeah. For me, if we're going just for me, Akira was middle of the pack. I don't think she did objectively bad. I think she did objectively boring. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, she's she's been in the bottom so much. I, I, I can't say that she didn't deserve to go home based on what she's given i don't i don't know if this was her biggest faux pas though you know right well her heart is on the ground she's going to go talk to kylie um she says she has been working hard she wants to be there so bad and kylie sees that she brings the drag and knows she is fighting to be there raja on the other hand doesn't know where to start and says that she has a better track record but outside of this being there with her sister Akira sent her home last time, but it was herself who sent her home. She starts to cry because in her darkest hours, Akira was her strength. Raja crying. Is it a winner's edit? It very much feels so. If, if Raja's in the end contending for a crown, this will be a moment where I could see that being a reason why, because we're getting these emotional moments out of her. But she tells Kylie that this is her first time in the bottom and that if she is saved, she is going to continue to show up. She continues to cry because she tells us once again that this is the same spot she was in with Akira. She feels defeated. Akira tells the group that she's okay. She finds joy in everything she's done. She wants to say, but she has three strikes against her. She wants to be there. She won't give up despite the strikes. 
She doesn't know who put a voodoo spell on her, just like me. Some eerie shit is going on, and she doesn't find it funny. We watch the vote, and it's looking like it's a very clear decision for the queens and Kylie, who, again, looks mega sexy in what she's about to wear on that main stage. But as she says, voting is important. So, friends, keep voting. We need to change this country still. Mm-hmm. That was my PSA for the day. It's time <laughs> to meet our lip sync assassin. It is the one, the only, someone who actually got to lip sync multiple times on the show, Manila Luzon, the queen who got fucked over on All Stars 4. Um, mm. Are you happy to see Manila? I am. I love Manila so much. One of my probably top I'm always happy queens. to see her. Um, I love her. I've met her multiple times. Um, she's hilarious when when I met her the first time and she asked my name and I said Gunner, she said, that's fucking hilarious because that's not a name for someone as effeminate as you. I will always remember <laughs> that. Um, I, I, I love, 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 love Manila. Um, I love what she's doing for representation of the Asian community, specifically yep. the Philippines. Uh, my fiance is um, from the Philippines. Uh, he was born there. so. I have a little personal connection to it. I love her announcement for Drag Den. I'm excited to see what she does. Yeah, um, it's going to be a cool yeah, show. Yeah, I was excited to see Manila. Mm-hmm. Always happy um, to she see does, Manila on the screen. Yeah, she is a big fan of Michelle's new hair. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but the song is Dirty by Christina Aguilera. And you know what? <laughs> it's almost like they planned those looks around this lip sync song. Come on. Um Let's discuss it a little bit. I think the performance was pretty good. Could it have been better? Absolutely. Did Manila hold back a little? I think so. We have seen Manila Luzon yeah. slay a lip sync. This was maybe a saute. I, I think this is one of those instances where you have two extremely different queens being pitted against each other. And the song choice has clearly, <laughs> clearly been made in favor for one over the other. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I, I have already called that out. There is no why, reason why in All-Stars 5, Ms. Cracker is going to lip sync fancy against Kennedy Davenport. <laughs> I, no one can get over that and no one should. I am still... I'm offended that song was used in that moment. She didn't know the words. I'm I'm offended for Reba. I'm offended for... (laughs) Yeah, I I definitely think this was definitely more of a favor for Kylie here. And again, maybe this was probably the first time Manila had performed on a stage since maybe February, March of 2020. Uh, So I understand why just Mm. walking back and forth on the stage is what you're going to do because you she's a bit older uh she may break her back mm. but in an episode where we're talking about voodoo and witchcraft there was a lot of fucking witchcraft going on with kylie being able to keep that top on i wrote down here i need 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 kylie sonique love if you are watching this if you hear about this please dm me what brand of fashion tape you use holy shit i just had um two weeks ago at polish I don't even wear titties, but my dress, I had the fashion tape and my, my man titty popped out. 
and I'm still searching for that perfect brand of fashion tape. And Sonique has found it and I need to know the secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like, wow. Oh, it was so good. Ow. Um, but it I mean, those, yeah, the flip spits. Oh my God. They were amazing. They were filthy. They, they worked with the song so well. Um, loved that little double ear hole during the riff moment. Classic Christina. So good. Um, but you know what? It was there was only one winner. I mean, I really do think Manila threw this, and Kylie won and gets yeah. ten thousand dollars. I really think she threw it. She ate that lip sync. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm so I'm so happy for her. I love her as a person, as a queen, as a transgender woman. I think she's fantastic. I don't agree that this was the week she should have won. In general, I, I mean, um, sure. But, but could you let, let 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 let's rewrite history for a second? Let's say Pandora won and had to lip sync dirty against Manila. I don't think we anyone wants to see that. The same yeah, with Ginger. No, absolutely not. But it would have like been even, if it was if it was Pandora up there. It would have been a different song. They wouldn't right. give it that to her. They would have chosen a different song. They have the power. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not in the world of Lip Sync Assassins because they are given their songs. Maybe not. I think a little bit in advance, but who, who, who the hell knows? Yeah. I mean, they dress um, for the song, so they have to know exactly. What it is. Um, Kylie has decided to give Akira the chop after totally freaking out Raja with the speech she was giving. Um, Raja was like, "I'm going. I can't believe I'm going." And then Akira's like, "Fuck yeah." Um, Akira is all smiles. She knows this was what was coming. It is the alternate ending for Akira. There are more dreams to fight for. Is she ready for the game within the game? Of anyone, she was by far the most reluctant because I think she was tired and also her contract tells her that she has to be ready for the game within the game and she's just going for the moment. But she was like, just get me out of this room. I want to go sleep. Let's go through Untucked a little bit. Um, because there were some, I think, for me, important conversations that will come up as the season goes on. I completely forgot Untucked with the thing. That's all right. And I'll I guide you through it. it. That's all right. <clears throat> well, Trinity would like to hear the judges' critiques, but she knows they live for her. Pandora knows she had to give everything she had to give, but it would have been nice to hear what they had to say. But no lipsticks in the box for them. Um, Trinity sits on the couch and that dress is taking up a full couch. That train is ginormous. Pandora is glad that they're safe, but she is like, what the fuck does she have to do to not be safe? She feels like she was in her original season doing well, but never good enough for a win. Trinity has a fear for Pandora because if she is in the bottom, she has been safe, 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 safe. But the ultimate goal is to get the crown. So this is, again, where I come in with the whole Scarlet thing now with Trin uh, with uh, Pandora. Mm -hmm. Is safe no longer a good thing when it comes to an, no. uh, this version of All-Stars? I think absolutely not. Um, we saw it happen with Scarlet. We're seeing it happen with Pandora. If, if you're consistently safe, it puts a huge target on your back as somebody who they can throw out of the competition without causing any drama, without stepping on any toes. Um, yep. The second Scarlet tumbled, they knew, oh, we'll just get rid of you. No one will be upset with us for that. Um, right. And we've seen so so little of Pandora that I, I think me, you, and like maybe three other people will go online to be like, no. 
right uh, right no i agree yeah. it, it's it's really unfortunate again why bring her back if you're not going to respect her art yeah i don't get it as they say yeah. they're not hollywood actresses but trinity says the challenge is also about how many times they have to stop and go to direct you if you are delivering the lines the same way to which pandora says she's worried about raja she thinks she'll be in the bottom and Akira flatline. So again, perhaps we didn't see all the curious issues, but they did. Trinity thinks she could have played it up. Akira didn't have a lot of lines, so it's hard to stand out, but Raja had less lines, four scenes of which had zero lines. Raja just struggled with the challenge because of her job. Pandora, maybe because of friendships and alliances, thinks the winner is going to be Ginger or Eureka, but Jan played the perfect part. And I was like, Eureka? What show Eureka. are we watching? Trinity will pose the question of if they have to rearrange roles, who would have achieved the roles better? Trinity does say that um, Pandora played the right part and Pandora would have liked to see Ginger take on the Jessica part, which I think would have been a completely different performance. Because um, I do not think Kylie would have been able to play Emma. No, it was too humorous. Yeah. Pandora is glad to be on the couch with Trinity, who is happy to be there. It keeps getting harder with the votes because they are all getting closer and she thinks they are friends, but doesn't want to vote for any of them. Trinity says let's let she lets it come down to the runway. If it was blah for them too, then girl bye. Interesting that she is considering the runway, unlike apparently everybody else. How dare you send a curio home on this fucking runway? The lip sync assassin is in sight. Manila Luzon gets her luxury dressing room. She'll eat the snacks after the lip sync. She's now the first person who's come into the untucked dressing room without a face on yet. So she either got there early or she's like, I'm just going to do it there. I'm not sitting in a fucking Uber and putting makeup on. So she, she, she was in full boy Manila fantasy mode. Um, we get a montage of her memorable lip syncs. And again, she has been in some very amazing ones, um, both win and loss. But she's been practicing her jump split and contortionism and says she's coming for her Evie Oddly's gig. But honestly, she's just joking. She'll break into a sweat by the second verse. And honestly, she, she did. Trinity says that the hardest part about the deliberation, because they want to make friends. And if you pick the person who is still in the room, thankfully... It's people who are mature, but Pandora does consider if the person doesn't go home, she's going to have to tell them she voted for them, which is not something anyone else has verbalized up until this point. Do you think other queens are considering that? And is that why we've had some unanimous voting? I mean, yeah, we, we saw it with Jan's complete breakdown. What was it? One or two episodes ago Yeah, about you know, trying, I, yeah, I think, yes, um, this really is the structure of this show and being on TV in general in this current climb, you don't want to step on toes. You want to yeah. go with the safe option every single time. You don't want to be that. Which is what brings yeah. up the next point by Pandora, who is looking for alliances like the season 11 girls, but Trinity doesn't think that happened because two of them left already and one of them is about to get the boot. 
And again, this is where I say alliances should have happened with the season 11 girls because the, the way the season would have worked out would have been different. When Silky and Akira were in the bottom with Jan and Eureka and uh, Ginger, if the four of them, Akira and Scarlet included, all threw their votes on Jan in addition to the other people who put their votes on Jan, Jan was gone. Mm-hmm. If they did it again last week, Jan is gone. They're not playing the numbers game and you can't blame anyone no. but them. Well, I think I, I, I think obviously this is a competition and you want to win, but uh, a lot of queens have said this before going on the show and stuff. The competition really doesn't start until after the show and what you do with it. And I think, I think winning this is less important because of how vocal the fans are of the show and the social media presence. I don't, I don't know if it's smart so, to gang up on Jan and throw her out. Well, let, let me pose a question She's to you. Obviously the, well, obviously there was a very different voting system back in all stars too, but we did have an alliance mm. there because mm. Roxy Andrews was in the final four. It is considered one of the best seasons in the history of the show. And I really do think that is a big part of it because we lost Tatiana. We lost Alyssa twice. Yeah. And true, we got Roxy true. in the fucking um, read you wrote you with one of the most iconic um, lyrics because <laughs> they were so bad. None of that happens if there weren't alliances. That's the shakeup that I think the girls really need to realize is, yeah, you can be a fan favorite and get yeah. rid of Alyssa and still be okay later on. Um, right. I mean, Naomi so, pulling out Manila's lipstick. Exactly. Fucking iconic. Losing Jan, episode three, it could have been a moment. And it could have actually right. been better for her career now because she would have been looked at as right. a rob goddess like Scarlet is. Now, right. Jan is overstaying her welcome in many yeah. people's eyes. So, I completely agree. That's that's the fun part about this show is realizing you're trying to please everybody is not pleasing right. the show in general. The tops and bottoms return and Kylie is going to go get ready because she got to put on a whole new costume. And she's going to twirl for them. But Ginger is sitting on the couch looking like Elf on the shelf because of the way her booty foot is um, putting sitting out there. She's then called slouch on a couch, which I was like, oh, that's mean, but really, really funny. Raja and Akira are whisked away, so it's time to chat just the safe girls. Jan looks terrifying with the contacts. Like, it looks like she is going to rip my soul out of my body, but white contacts will do that to you. Ginger says that everyone is using different criteria. She doesn't think it's fair to Akira to just sit there and say bye, but Trinity says she's guilty of listening to too many different things and influence her decision. Ginger wants to listen to what Akira says and weigh in on the situation, but Trinity feels like if she was in this position with Scarlett and Jan, that's why she asked about the track record, because if it did count when Ginger and Jan were in the bottom. Ginger doesn't agree with this because if she disagree that, say, Pandora was in the bottom, she won't consider her. Will it come into play when she's making a decision later down the line? And this is the foreshadowing we're getting to later. That's what will come into play with Jan as Jan had a win before, but Pandora will not. Jan thanks Ginger for saying all this and says 
she just doesn't want to want it to bite her in the ass later and eureka likes the honesty and again is this foreshadowing is this going to be the reason we lose jan because of that one bottom uh week because some people are calling it a bottom and some are not eureka can't with her heart send raja home because it would make them all look messy pandora is saying that this is a curious third time at the bottom and jan just can't get it out of her mind Girl, just don't be mad if it happens to you if you land in the bottom for the third time. Kylie hasn't been able to perform like this since the beginning of 2020. She's grateful for the opportunity, grateful that Ginger didn't send her home. It means a lot coming from Ginger. And then she starts to kind of like list Ginger's resume. And according to Kylie, Ginger has been on Broadway. Girl, go check IBDB and tell me that Ginger Minch has been on Broadway. No, 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 no. She never set foot on a Broadway stage. I wish she was correct and was on Broadway. I would like to see you on Broadway, but no, we're fudging rules here. She was going to be on tour in Xanadu with uh, Jinx Monsoon, but that got canceled because of COVID. That's a shame. Raja talks about how cool it was to have Angela show up on screen. Angela was everything Eureka didn't know she needed. Akira talks about Angela's lip thing before she smiles as it's iconic. Manila says she is excited to send a queen home, crush their dreams, because that's the fun in it, right? I think as she realized, yeah, being sent home by Naomi sucked, but it did make for a moment. And she says, don't shoot the messenger. Kylie is ready to say against anyone they put against her. And we watch Kylie send Akira home, who her fate was in this when it started the day. She is trying to survive, be happy, and be successful. We do see that the votes were unanimous for Akira as, as the votes are shown. She was the first one in, but she ain't the last one out. She writes her mirror message, which she's never had to do before. That's kind of fun always to see the people who are in the finals and never have to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a bittersweet moment for her, but the cards were dealt to her. She came to win, didn't expect to go home this early in the competition. Akira is more than just look. She's a person who's loving, caring, and having fun. She gets a note from Raja, gets a tad emotional, but she's going to miss the queens. And then we get the room message. We see her agree to play. And as, as Akira says, the lady always has something up her sleeve or under her wig. You just never know. She twerks her way out, and that's a wrap on Akira. I got a burning question or two for you to wrap this podcast up. You ready? What is Akira's legacy following this elimination? I mean, I, I think I, I touched on it before. Is I think Akira is quintessentially a drag queen. She is damn 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 good at what she does um and i think she's the perfect example of someone who can be absolutely top tier at what she does meaning drag as a whole and that not necessarily meaning you're good at this show uh, agreed I, I i think she's i think she's a good example of how rupaul's drag race differs from what local drag is. Absolutely. Um, That's a true statement. Um, for me, it, it's sad because I think Akira going to the season for me was a top contender to win it all. Um, 
I don't know if I'll ever get to do it, but I've always wanted to do like a whole podcast doing like a ranking of the queens as contestants on the show, not talking about them as drag queens, as, but as contestants on the show. I kind of feel like if I would have put Akiria pre All-Star 6 in like the top 50, she dropped heavily because of this performance on the show. And that sucks for her. Um, I really, 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 really hope post-show she gets to tour, gets to continue to showcase what she does so well. Um, because she, middle of the pack is exactly where she fell this season. And it's unfortunate. I think, um, you know, if she, I, I forget where she's from, but if she was here in New York with us, if she was a local New York queen, she'd eat the majority of these bitches up for breakfast. Oh, fully. Absolutely. She would be one of the names you knew. She would be legendary. Everyone would be on her shows because she can give a good fucking show. Yeah. She just can't she, give she, a good drag race. Episode. Right. And, and we have seen pageant queens do well on the show. Essence Hall one. We've seen pageant queens bomb. Pageant queens usually do have a harder journey getting there, and it takes certain people certain more time to understand how to maneuver from pageant to drag race because they are a completely different kind of beasts. But I really, really appreciate Akira. I think um, she brought some really incredible looks this season, and I wish her the best. I really do because. Um, she is the epitome of drag. She really, really is. She genuinely really comes across as someone you want to be friends with. I mean, she seems Absolutely. like such a loving person. She is. We've got a girl group challenge next week. We know I live for um, one of the girl group challenges from 2021 because we've had three already. Um, are we going to get a UK hun moment or are we going to get something out of fucking Drag Race Espana where a hot mess caboose? What, what are we going to get next week? No, I really could. It, it never seems to be... It goes one way or the other, doesn't it? I think it um, really does. I think I think one of the only successful parts of what was it, All Stars Three, was Trixie. Yeah, I think that girl group was one of the more successful moments of that season. Right. Um, well, it it appears that we are taking a book out of um, the international seasons and and making them do the same song, which we have not done in yeah. America quite yet. Um, but no, I mean, I think Kitty Girl and Sitting on, uh, not Kitty Girl, I'm um, Sitting on a Secret and um, Drag Up Your Life were both different beasts and both done exceptionally well. So it's, I am excited to see how two teams have to ballot out this time. But oh my God, I want another UK Hun moment. That was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched yeah. a clip last night from uh, the United King Dolls uh, tour. I love that they're forcing Lawrence Cheney to dance because you're doing group numbers. You've got to make Lawrence Cheney dance there. They opened up the show with power by little mix. And like, they have this weird, cool breakdown and they're each doing like the same move. You go from like a horror to taste to Bimini. Then you get to Lawrence Cheney who literally does head, shoulders, knees and toes. And I was like, that's it. Lawrence deserves this crown. I don't care what anyone says. Love Bimini, but Lawrence is the true winner of UK too. This was great. Um, uh, it was such a fucking fantastic season. 
I it's going to be the shortest, shortest, about, but... shortest reign for any queen. It's going to be Lawrence Cheney because come October, November, we're getting yeah. another season. Oops. I ask us every week after six episodes, the winner of the season is. Hard question. Because we've had six winners. You touched on it earlier too. And I think that's what sets this. This is the first all-star season where we didn't know who was winning from the moment they were announced. I mean, we knew it was Shays to win. We knew it was uh, Alaska's to win. And we always had little shakeups. But this season is, I really, I have no idea. Um, I think, uh, for my favorite queen, I don't particularly like watching her on my screen, but I, I think Raja is really i think the way that this is all playing out the way they're editing the what they're showing us i think raja's really gunning for that spot i i think raja is there um i think trinity is up there right now based on airtime and placements it feels like we're going to have um a little bit of a battle between ginger and kylie I, I could see both of them walking away with the crown based on how they're being edited as well. Um, I don't know for me, and maybe it is my biasy towards Raja. I can't put Raja O'Hara in the same category as Trixie Mattel, Alaska, and Shea Coulee. Like that doesn't that doesn't work with my fantasy. It do, it it, it doesn't I'm, work. Yeah, I'm not a fan of hers. But have so, you been on like have you been on Reddit? Uh, not that much. I try to avoid it. Oh. Reddit girls are obsessed with Raja. I don't know why. But, like, she is... It'll be interesting. Um, it really will be interesting. Um, as we do allude in the preview next week, only two queens. Win? I think so. I think it's definitely a possibility. And again, I know hmm. there are optics. There are storylines. Lawrence Cheney is one of our first big girl winners. Um, Gottmik didn't win. I think storyline-wise, Kylie winning makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I just and like uh, Kylie's uh, Kylie's one of my favorites. Um, going into the season, watching the season, I just she giving producing her and they're giving her to us as if she's a top contender, but she's very middle of the pack. Giving her this win this week is why I think she just stepped above Ginger. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting. Shin, I agree with you, yeah. Um, I think next week will be a game changer if one of the six wins again. Um, to get a second win, because that is really like that really step to get the edge. Um, but I don't know, it is a singing challenge. We don't have that many fingers, I don't think. So it's going to be very interesting how this plays out. Where can we find you on the socials and Venmo? And if you've got any projects you want to plug? Um, yeah, on social media, uh, Instagram, Venmo, they're both the same. It's just Damsel NYC. That's D-A-M-S-E-L-N-Y-C. 
um, I'll be updating uh, that Instagram more as I am now, I have a gig Friday, Saturday of every week. Uh, it's not a performance gig, it's a hosting gig, but I'll have a lot more content for my Instagram. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm brand new to doing drag. Um, so performance is still something I'm working on. That's why I do Polish the Queen almost every week um, to get those critiques and to get comfortable on stage. Um, but my, my real joy with drag <clears throat> is the um, creation of the look, the, the makeup, the hair, um, and fashion. So um, yeah, my Stonewall on a Friday, Saturday. Uh, come see me at the door and stay for the absolutely fabulous queens that we feature every week. Um, and then September 4th, the first Saturday, you'll be able to catch me performing at Stonewall in Hibiscus's uh, show. She's the first Saturday of every month. Phenomenal, Amazing. phenomenal queen. One of the best New York has to offer. And I'm excited. I to, agree. Um, get to be in her show. Yeah. Well, this was a pleasure having you back on the podcast. Come again soon. Yes, thank you for having me. The biggest thanks to Damsel for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.